1: Hey, good morning, everyone. show's called Your Money or Wealth. Joe Anderson, Big Al, back again. Uh, thanks for tuning in over the next couple of hours. We got um, some interesting things on the docket today, so stick around. We're talking about uh, financial planning. Imagine that. It's a financial planning show. Are, yeah. Sure. So that's what we're going to get into. First time listener, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, you can go to our website if you'd like at purefinancial.com, get more information about Big Al and myself. I'm a certified financial planner. Alan is a CPA. Alan's been doing this for, what, 32
2: Years? Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see. I started my career in nineteen eighty, so that puts me about thirty six. Thirty six, or almost thirty six. Getting old. <laughs>
1: Getting old. Getting old.
2: But I oh. started at age two. You did, huh? <laughs> I haven't hit forty yet.
1: Yes. Um. All right. Well, let's. You know what? I didn't want to start with this, but I'm going to anyway.
2: What do you got? This is.
1: I got this from Accounting Today.
2: Oh, really? You're perusing in my magazine? Yes, huh? I am. You're <laughs> a little skinny on material.
1: <laughs> and this is just annoying to me. So this is um, Senator Ron Wyden out of Oregon. Okay. All right. So the the headline said, Senator Proposes Crackdown on Mega Roth IRAs. Okay. Mega Roth IRAs. Mega. What does? But what the heck is a Mega Roth IRA? Something he made up. Does he define that term? Um, Yes, I'm going to get into it. But here's the problem I think with all of this legislation. Sometimes when it comes to retirement plans. Yeah. They got to simplify the thing first of all, right? Because here's my biggest gripe: is that let's say that Alan works for a firm that has a 401k plan. I work for a firm that does not have a 401k plan. Okay. Yes. And let's say we work for that. You work for your firm for thirty years. I work for my firm for thirty years, and we make the same amount of money. Right. Right. Who do you think is going to have more money in retirement at the end of thirty years? Well, for, saved.
2: Yeah, that'd be me and my four hundred and one k. Because I could put. I'm over fifty, right? And if you're working thirty years, you're going to be over fifty. So. But I can, it, it doesn't
1: I, necessarily matter because the the point is is that. Out of sight, out of mind, directly into a retirement account through your paycheck. Yeah, pay yourself
2: first is the concept, right? And and when you don't have a 401k, it's easy to say, I'll save whatever's left over. And guess it. what? Nothing's ever left Nothing's over. Nothing's ever left over. Yeah.
1: And so and the facts are, people that do have a retirement plan through their employer will have more money in retirement. That's just the facts. That's what the numbers show. Yeah. yeah, there are some people that do not have a retirement plan that still save diligently, right? But then they have to cut a check. They have to send that check to the brokerage firm um, or the mutual fund company or whatever. And cutting the check is a little bit more difficult for some people than having it directly come out of their paycheck. I'd say most, Joe. I don't know what the odds,
2: what the stats are, but I bet you, I bet you maybe one in 10 has the discipline to do that. The other 90%, forget about it.
1: And if you would look at most let's say um government employees, politicians, do you think they're really worried about retirement? Not really. Why? Uh, Well,
2: first of all, they got great retirement plans themselves. It's pensions, right?
1: They have pensions. Government employees, right? State employees, school teachers, you know, they have pensions, which is great. I'm not knocking that. Sure. But someone that's going to change the retirement landscape that doesn't really understand what the heck is going on, and then that person's going to have a cushy pension that's going to pay them, what, 80% of their high five years is all of a sudden, oh, well, we got to get rid of these mega Roths.
2: Yeah, because it's messing us. So it's just, we're, not, we're not collecting enough tax dollars.
1: And so it's like, no, all right, well, give everyone a fair shot. I'm all for fairness. So it's like everyone should be able to to sock away $18,000 into a retirement plan. Right. Or you know, $24,000 if you're over 50 with yeah, the Yeah, w- whether your company has a 401k or not. Right. Right. And so if I have to go to a brokerage firm, at least give me the opportunity to shelter 18000 Maybe I can't afford it. Maybe I can. Right. Right. But if I can't afford it, well, I'm going to do it. If I can't afford it, I'm not. Just like with someone that's working at an, an employee that has a 401k plan, that's not even taking advantage of the match. How many billions of dollars are left on the table? Yeah. Because people don't save into their 401k plans for the match. I mean, there's a lot more problems than I think than, uh, an individual, a small group that all of a sudden have saved some money and now they have this mega Roth. Let me go on here, Alan.
2: Okay. Wow, this accounting today got you all riled it up. It did.
1: It did, a little bit. <laughs> so the draft legislation uh, dubbed the retirement improvements in saving enhancements. So they're going to enhance our retirement scenario, this individual is. Okay, by, Ron. Taking, by taking it away? <laughs> <laughs> no, right. So he's going to crack down on strategies used by wealthy taxpayers to defer taxes by placing their assets in so-called mega Roth IRAs. Okay. There's no such thing as a mega Roth IRA. What did this guy? Well, here maybe I can put, get my name. Sounds um, good in the On your now. money, your wealth. Right. So let me talk about this. So his office points out um, to the figures from the National Retirement Risk Index that showed the average IRA account had only a little more than twenty-five thousand dollars in 2013. Twenty-five grand is the average. 2013. Okay. okay. And it estimated 60% of households had nothing saved in IRAs or 401ks at all. Okay. That's the issue, right? Right. So, so what the heck does a mega Roth IRA have anything to do with 60% of people haven't had anything saved? So right. Should I go on? Sure. I shall. <laughs> if I said no, would you have stuff? Uh, no. Not, a, not a, <laughs> even a little bit. So according to a recent uh, report from the Government Accountability Office, between 2,000 and 5,000 taxpayers had balances in IRAs, including Roths, of more than $5 million in 2011. How many people are in the United States? Uh three hundred million. Three hundred million. So you take two thousand into three hundred million is what? It's pretty low percent. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the estimated value of Roth IRAs totaled between eight billion bucks. So there's eight billion dollars in Roths. How much money are in retirement accounts, Alan? Uh in in total. Total total what uh, 24 trillion 24 trillion and so we got 8 billion in Roths. we so got a mega roth here so uh oh we got to pull the plug we're on getting this out,
2: getting out of arms it's <laughs> it's cap the of presses hand. everything
1: All right. Well, first of all, to get money into a Roth IRA, you have to pay taxes. So you already got your taxes, right? right? And so if they're doing conversions, they're paying a bunch of tax to get that money into a tax-free environment so it will forever grow tax-free. Yeah. So it's not some Ponzi scheme that people are you know, monkeying around here. The the code is clear.
2: So does he talk about that? Actually, we like it when you do Roth
1: conversions because you pay us a lot of money? So taxpayers, and this is quote, okay, taxpayers are pouring dollars into to incentives for retirement savings. But still far too many Americans struggle to set money aside after they cover their basics. That's what he says, I agree with you 100%. But tax incentives for savings Ought to be available to more working families and more generous to middle class. Okay. okay. Agree Great. with that? Yes. So what's the solution here, buddy? All right. Getting rid of mega rats. Get rid of <laughs> mega rats. No. It's like, all right, well, even the playing field for all individuals. I'm all for fairness. More fairness means the economy will grow and I get all of that, right? But I digress. Tax incentives, okay? So, uh, And then he goes on to say a lot of recent college grads are buried under thousands of dollars in student debt, but paying down your student loans shouldn't mean you lose to the opportunity to save for your employer match. Yes, I get all of this. So why does he now want to go here? So he wants to get rid of, he wants to crack down on massive Roth IRA accounts, okay? Because they're built on assets from sweetheart inside deals. (laughs) Really? Explain! Is, what is the it, heck is he done talking a, about? He's done, a, he's done an investigation on that, huh? It's time to face the fact that our tax code needs a dose of families when it comes to retirement savings. Okay, Or fairness, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. That starts with cracking down again on the massive Roth accounts. So he thinks there's like sweetheart deals. So tell me, Alan, you're a CPA for 36 years. Right. How do you get a sweetheart deal... Into a Roth IRA. Well, it's just like everyone else, Joe. You gotta pay
2: tax on the money that you put in. And then based upon your own investment, savvy, that's up to you. If you get some good investments in your Roth, you know, more power to you.
1: Exactly. What's so, wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Yeah. If I if, if I'm a savvy investor, if I know what I'm doing, right. right, and I build a portfolio because you can only put in what, fifty five hundred dollars into a Roth and that's due to income limitations so yes. it's about $194,000 is the max is a, a married couple 132,000 if you are single so for like very high income wage earners they can't even put a contribution correct. in correct so if i'm in those tax levels $184,000 of adjusted gross income what am i in the 25 28% tax bracket potentially? Correct. So I can't put a contribution in, but I can do a conversion. There is no AGI limitations on conversions, correct? That's right. So if I do a conversion, I'm going to pay the government at least 28% right? And chan- plus state of California. That's another 10. Yeah. So call it 40% on the dollar that I'm going to convert.
2: Yeah, chances are you probably hit alternative minimum tax, Joe. You'll
1: probably get up to about a 45% tax rate. So the issue draw attention four years ago during the 2012 president campaign when Mitt Romney's tax return revealed that his IRA was between 18 million and 87.4 million. At one point, exceeded 100 million dollars. I want to get back to this point. We got to take a break, but I want to get back to this point. So if I have 100 million dollars in my retirement account, all right? So I'm Mitt Romney. I got 100 mil in. I have a mega IRA. Yeah. He's blown himself up. The, the government should be so happy so about that. So excited about that. And we'll,
2: we'll explain it after the so break. It is so
1: stupid. It's like, okay, well, here, he's got $100 million in his retirement account. Look at all these people that don't have any money. Well, well Okay, well, Mitt Romney, he put money into his, right? He bought his own stock inside right. the company, right? Inside his retirement account, his defined benefit plan, and the the stock increased in value. It blew up to $100 million. I'm telling you, that's terrible tax advice that he got because it's inside of a shell of a retirement account. And we'll explain it when we get back. Go to purefinancial.com if you want more information about us. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started, folks. Show's called Your Money or Wealth.
0: Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760, KFMB.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show. Show's called Your Money or Wealth. My name is Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al Clopin. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, talking about the senator in um, Oregon, Ron Wyden. He's coming out with a draft legislation dubbed the Retirement Improvements and Saving Enhancements. On one side, I agree what he says that most people don't have any money in retirement accounts. We got to do something here. Yeah,
2: I think we all agree with that. But his solution
1: it it, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so he's saying, hey, we got to cut down on these mega Roths. So what hey, but, he's but bas- the,
2: yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: What, what I guess the, the 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 crux of it is saying you can't have more than five million dollars into a Roth IRA. If you have more than $5 million, you can no longer contribute to the Roth IRA or convert to the uh, Roth IRA. So that's basically kind of his punchline here because that's going to solve the world. Right. Because if more people have more money in Roth IRAs, well, the, the, the IRS is getting their tax money up front when you put money into a Roth. Sure. So they're already getting their money, right? Then I'm now making my dollars grow 100% tax-free. I think that's my right. That's what's in the law. That's Yeah, that's why they set it up that way. Correct. Right? So now you want to cap me at $5 bucks because that's going to solve the world's problem because now you cap me at $5 million. I don't think I'll ever come close to getting $5 million in a Roth, <laughs> but I congratulate you, our clients that potentially have the opportunity to do that. You need a sweet insider deal, yeah, I know, as, I know. As the article says. It's like, what the heck? It's, he's like, oh, yeah, these little sweet insider deals that people are doing to get this $5 out. Sweetheart deals. Inside deals. Stupid. Okay.
2: Now did you say Joe yes he, so he quoted Mitt Romney as the problem and Mitt Romney's money is in a regular IRA
1: right so this all stemmed in 2012 when right he had to re- release his tax returns and things like that in his financial statements and then they and I guess they didn't have the statement yeah they, they guesstimated based on whatever how they came up with it of how much money potentially he had in a retirement account right and he said, well, it was somewhere close to a hundred million bucks okay all right well Mitt congratulations, you got a hundred million dollars. But it's in a retirement account. The IRS, the government, should be saying, perfect.
2: We love you, We love
1: you, Mitt. Thank you for doing this. And here's why. Because if he owned that stock, right, or whatever stocks that he held inside that retirement account that gave that much appreciation because you had to have a ton of growth in that stock because there's limitations of how much money that you can put in retirement you accounts.
2: You can't contribute anywhere right. near that.
1: It's not like, here, I'm going to put a million dollars in a retirement
2: account this year.
1: No, it's nowhere near that.
2: Yeah, the upper end, Joe, that I've seen is maybe 250000 and that's for certain defined benefit plans when you're like 70. But, I mean, and everyone else is contributing a lot less. So,
1: pennies. <laughs> half, fractions of pennies <laughs> than that. So what happened is that maybe he put in, let's say, a few million dollars over several, several years, okay? But the, the, the investment that he chose to invest in had significant growth, Sure. right? A huge compounded rate of return that was growing tax-deferred. Now he's got 100 mil sitting in a retirement account. The I, This guy should be saying perfect. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> and here's why, because it's all taxed at ordinary income coming out. Every single dime of those dollars are going to be taxed, either through Mitt's life, his wife's life, or the kid's life. They will get killed in taxes. Right. Because at age 70 and a half, you have to take a required distribution. All right? Four percent on a hundred mil.
2: Yeah, four four million.
1: <laughs> it's a big dollar figure, right? Yeah, and, and, and so f- that's federal
2: and state tax rate. Let's call it a two million dollar tax.
1: Right, half for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Let's say Alan he had that particular investment outside of the retirement account. Right. Okay. So then it grows. Let's say he had the same significant growth. If he sold it. Right? What's the tax? Yeah, now you're talking capital gains rate, right, between federal and state. Even at
2: the upper levels, Joe, it's it's probably no more than 34 35%.
1: It's almost half the tax of ordinary income. Yeah. Right? So it's like, well, would you rather have that type of growth outside of the retirement account or inside the retirement account? Well, well the, and the other as thing, an individual, as a planner, as an advisor, no, you want that outside of the retirement account to take advantage of capital gains laws. Of
2: course, and you don't you don't even have to sell, Joe. Right. In, in fact, if it were outside a retirement account, you could go your whole life without selling, live off the dividends, and then when you pass away, there's a full step up in basis so your wife or your kids get it, and then they sell it, they pay no tax whatsoever. Now, that, that it's stuck in an IRA, that is so good for our government and such poor tax planning for Mitt Romney because, no. No matter whether it's him his wife or his kids he's going to have to pay ordinary income tax on those dollars and ordinary income tax right now is about 40% federal state of california can get up to 13.3 and then there's all kinds of other little things that happen but let's just call it a 50% tax it can be more it can, it can approach 60% right. in certain cases but uh, anyway that's what's going to happen and if that's the the issue that's causing this bill, it's completely misaligned because that is actually a perfect storm for the IRS and our country because we're going to get all those tax dollars.
1: Correct. And so if you are if ever listened to the show, Al and I have been talking to you about, all right, well, here, you might be sitting on a tax time bomb. I hope uh, Mitt should be listening. <laughs> yeah, or his advisors. <laughs> right. Listen, listen up. Right. Now it's, now, but I, I would say, Joe, it's too late for Mitt.
2: I totally. Mean, I mean, so here's here's the strategy, here's the correct strategy, in case you're wondering. So now, Mitch should have done Roth conversions. Now maybe when he had this money, see, there's, there was that adjusted gross income limitation and he couldn't. But let's just go with current law. Current law says that anybody can do a Roth conversion at any income level. So let's, let's say he takes a couple million dollars and takes it out of his IRA into Roth, and he's got to pay tax on the million, couple million dollars. But then his investments, whatever they may be, then they grow tax-free, and then let's just say it goes up to 20 million dollars let's say it's a 10 bagger it goes up 10 times all of that is tax-free and you know what Joe and I agree with you I mean more power to them I mean this is the American dream you can invest in what you want to invest and if you happen to hit well then that's great but when you make big returns like that you got to take a lot of risk and it's actually more likely that your investment will probably go down to zero so there was a lot of risk there and it paid off and it had it been in a Roth IRA Mitt and his family are sitting pretty but now it's all in a regular IRA all going to be fully taxed at ordinary income rates, whether they want to withdraw the money or not because of the required minimum distribution rules that start at 70 and a half.
1: Right. And then he dies, right? Let's say his wife's still alive. So she's going to have to take a required distribution now on single taxpayer dollars, right? Or a single tax bracket. Yes. Even worse. Even worse. Then they pass. It goes to the kids. The kids are going to have to pay tax. There's no way around the tax on these dollars. And they have to start paying, they have to start withdrawing
2: right away. Right away. They can't wait till 70 and a half. When you get an inherited IRA from your parents, well you have to start taking a required minimum distribution at your current age even if you're 10
1: years old. So then here's along with cracking down on these mega Roths, uh, the draft proposed would enable employers to make matching contributions to a 401k retirement plan while the employees make student loan repayments. Does that, I mean, the the, the, the the person still has to put dollars in the 401k plan to get the matching. Why would that? How does that change how anything? How does that change anything? You still, how do you pay
2: up your student loan and contribute if exactly. you don't have enough money? Right.
1: right. <laughs> okay. You have a 401k plan. They're matching. I'm paying my student loan payments. I can't put in the 401k plan. So I would therefore not get the matching. So right. they're saying now employers have to match even though they're not contributing to it? I, 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 I don't think this individual knows anything about retirement or retirement planning or what the law states when it comes to these retirement plans. Apparently not. So also, um, I'm going to get into one last thing. Um when we get back. But I'm telling you, things are going to change, right? Because we got politicians and I'm not going to get political, I guess I already did. But there's individuals I think that are looking at some of this stuff when it comes to our retirement, that they could say, you know what, no more Roth IRA conversions. There's something in the law that's probably going to get rid of backdoor Roths, stretch IRAs, net unrealized depreciation, some phenomenal tax planning tools that all of you should be taking a look at sooner than later. We have an election this year. Who knows what's going to happen in November? And who knows What's going to happen thereafter? Right, we all know that. Right, we have trillions of dollars in debt. We're running a deficit. They need more taxpayers. And if they start going after people's overall like strategies to put themselves in a better position following the tax law, we've got to take another break. Show's called Your Money Your Wealth.
0: This is Your Money Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760
1: KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name's Joey Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al Co-Founders CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Um, join us on iTunes if you'd like at uh, Your Money, Your Wealth, right there on iTunes, um, or whatever, wherever else you get your podcast. Um, but we do have a podcast, Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, check us out there. You can go online at purefinancial.com to get more information about us. Um, I was going to spend about five minutes on this, Alan. Okay. But now we're in segment three. <laughs> and it. I just have to explain what issues this got you going today. It doesn't, doesn't, because it? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. All right. So this is going to be the last. I'm only going to spend a couple <laughs> more minutes on this. But I want to encourage people, I think, to really pay attention to what the heck is going on when it, especially when it comes to retirement right because here's what politicians do and since everyone's kind of all politic rallied up is that you know they say a bunch of stuff but it doesn't really mean a lot of anything right and it gets the heart going it gets you all passionate sure. gets you fired up and things like that But then what's the solution, right? In the solution, there's really no talk about, oh, yeah, we got to take care of that. Oh, yeah, we got to take a look at this. Oh, yeah. Whatever. There's nothing really concrete when it comes, well, check my website out. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's on my website. Yeah. We (laughs) are going to fix this. Yes. How How are you going to fix it? Well, look at my website. (laughs) I can't tell you. It's top (laughs) secret. (laughs) (laughs) But you can go on my website. (laughs) All right. So- all of you that are listening to this show, this podcast, probably have more sophistication about finances than most, or else you probably wouldn't be listening to a podcast that talks about money for probably, two yeah, hours.
2: Th- the rest of them would be listening to a fiction book sure, or something, which, right. which isn't necessarily bad. No, no, books but, on tape. Yeah, love but sometimes you got to get educated.
1: So, all right. So this individual, Senator Ron White, no, not, uh, nothing against him, don't know him, never met him. I'm not from Oregon, right? Yeah. Whatever. But he's coming. He's, he's, it's a draft. This is not law.
2: So it's a, it's a bill. That, it's uh, a
1: bill, and it made it to Accounting Today. So it must be worth something. <laughs> so it, he's called Rise. It's the Rise Act too. Retirement improvements and saving enhancement. Oh, they already
2: got the acronym. They, oh,
1: rise. Yeah, they, rise that, up.
2: That's, it doesn't matter what's in a bill if you got a good acronym.
1: So what they're trying. Then the whole, the whole caption that got me going was like he wants to crack down on mega Roths. Okay, what's a mega Roth? He doesn't want more than five million dollars in Roth IRAs. All right. Well, I think most of you listening probably don't have anywhere near five million dollars in a Roth IRA because we've met with you, we've we're working with you, we've been helping you try to get to that five million dollar mark, right? But most of you have most of the liquid assets in your normal 401k retirement plans. IRAs, 401ks and the like that are going to be taxed at ordinary income. We're trying to help you avoid the tax time bomb later by slowly getting money into Roth IRAs so you never have to pay taxes on those dollars again. You don't have to pay tax your your spouse um, or your children if you have children or your heirs. Then so a part of this conversation was like, well, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily have anything safe for retirement. Alan, I agree with that a thousand percent. And we encourage you just to start something, right? Just start somewhere. It's never too late to start. But then he's like, well, there's a lot of recent college grads paying off a lot of student loans, right? So we got to help them out. For sure. I totally agree. But I don't think he understands how plans work. So he's like, well, you know, if someone's paying off their student loan, they shouldn't be able, you know, to miss out on a company match. What does match mean? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Last I knew, Joe, it, it meant that you put a dollar in and your company matches it. That's Co- the whole point. Correct. So, it's a match. So now if you don't put a dollar in, the comp- he wants the company still to match. Is that yeah. correct?
1: Well, No. It's like, all right, alongside here, okay. Um, under the proposal, recent graduates who cannot afford to save money above their student loan repayments would no longer have to forego the employer match. Ah,
2: So he does want the employers to make the match. Without so, so then uh, it's
1: not a match.
2: Yeah, it's right. It's then it's, it's a it's compensation. It, yeah, it's a it's a pension <laughs> contribution is what it is. And uh, so and and then of course, what's the definition of they can't save above their salary? Everyone's gonna say that. Right. Oh, sorry, I spent every dollar.
1: Right. I'm gonna go back to school. I would much rather spend my money to sit in a classroom or a, an online course so my employer can match me. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, man. All right. In addition, the bill would eliminate Roth conversions for IRAs in employer-sponsored plans to prevent taxpayers from getting around the income limits. So that could mean a couple of things. It could. <laughs> that could mean, all right, no more Roth IRA conversions. I don't think that's what – I think that's probably the backdoor Roth.
2: Yeah, I suspect that's what he's talking about.
1: But I, uh, does
2: he know? Because, because there's no A.J. limitations on a conversion. Correct. So Because wh-
1: you're paying the tax. So there's
2: nothing to get around. There's
1: nothing to get around here. <laughs> Unless you do a backdoor Roth contrib- contribution. Yeah. That is putting money into an IRA first because you're over the income thresholds you can't take the deduction.
2: Yeah, and that's a contribution. Now conversions are different and a lot of people get confused. Contribution is if you have earned income if you're working and you can put $5500 into a Roth IRA or $6500 if you're 50 and older, but if you make too much money you can't do that anymore. And that starts that completely phases out at 193,000 I think for for married and 132,000 for single.
1: Now, does this make any sense to you? Okay. It would also gradually increase the age at which retirement plan participants would need to begin taking distributions from their retirement accounts. Wine's office pointed out that the requirement uh, required minimum distribution age of 70 and a half has remained unchanged since the early 60s. It can't be the early 60s because retirement accounts were under ERISA in 1974. We didn't
2: even have IRAs until after <laughs> that. Even after have that.
1: IRAs. God. The draft specifies that IRA participants who reach the required age with balances in their retirement plan less than 150 would not be required to begin taking distributions. So there's two things here. You're okay. saying, you know what, 70 and a half, well, man, we haven't changed that since the 60s is what they're saying, in the 1960s, <laughs> come on, at least do a little research All right. here. All right. But if I'm pushing out the age, so let's say I don't have to take it at 70 and a half because they haven't changed a lot, What? so now I am I can wait until 75. Who's that going to help? It's not going to help the IRS.
2: No, it, and the people that have less than 150000 in their account, they want to take it as soon as they They're can. They're going to spend it. They need it. <laughs> They're not going
1: to have anything in there. It's like, oh, I got $150,000. That's all I have. I have less. I got 40 grand. Right. You're, I'm spending that 40 because that's all I have. I'm
2: out of money at 68. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, uh, this does bring up a good point, though. And, and uh, tis the season to look at your Roth conversions from last year because if you have extended your tax return, or even if you have not extended your tax return, maybe you did your tax return in April, and you did a Roth conversion last year, you're allowed all the way till October 15th to recharacterize that amount, and why would you want to do that? Because you do your Roth conversion, why would you want to undo it? Well, in some cases, when you do a Roth conversion, the investments that you picked weren't very good, and so they went down in value. So you converted $100,000, now it's worth $70,000. Do you want to pay taxes on $100,000 when and your account's worth only 70,000, probably not. So you want to recharacterize that 70,000 back to an IRA. It's it's as if it never happened. You have till October 15th. Others of you, if you've been listening to this show, when we've, we've told you about Roth conversions and you've done the math, you've done a tax projection, you figure, you know what, I can do a $100,000 Roth conversion, but I'm going to do two different ones. I'm going to do one $100,000 conversion, I'm going to invest those in stocks, and I'm going to put the other $100,000 and put that in safety, maybe like government T-bills. Now I'm going to wait until about this time and see which one has performed better. And the one that's done better is the one that I want to keep and the one that uh, has done not as well, I can recharacterize no harm no foul. You can do that each and every year. But you want to you want to be able to to get that done because if you don't recharacterize now uh, by October 15th, you got to pay taxes on that.
1: I'm telling you there's a lot of things that you want to make sure that you take a look at, right? We're coming into the fourth quarter, right? Summer's gone, Labor Day's gone and uh, you know, hopefully you had fun at the beach. But now it's time to get serious about your finances. There could be some significant changes. I don't know. Uh, but wouldn't it be good if you didn't have to worry about... There's all, all, all sorts of different types of risks that we have to worry about. But now we got political risk, right? What's going to happen with our taxes? What's going to happen with our retirements? Are they going to change the law on us? Make sure that you understand everything. Because if you could imagine your retirement game plan that was no longer about a number or just about your investments, I mean, imagine... If you could fill in all the gaps and have all the answers to a rock-solid retirement game plan that filled everything, covered everything from A to Z, that would bring you a ton of confidence, I'm telling you. 5-7. Got to take a break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth.
0: This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson here, certified financial planner. I'm with Alan Klofein. He's a CPA uh, go to purefinancial.com if you want more information. There's a lot of good stuff on our website. If I do say so myself, it's a little biased.
2: Sure, but I agree with you. Of course, it's my website, too. <laughs> All right, what do you got? We'll get out this. Oh, my goodness. Well, we it, that was kind of fun to go over those other things, but uh, I've got uh, I guess to continue our tax talk, I've got six reasons to do a Roth IRA conversion in your 50s and 60s. And, Joe, how many times have you seen in national publications people say, you know what, when you hit your 50s and 60s, it's too late for Roth conversions because most professionals, see you that. should have done that in your 20s. Well, you got to be young to do a Roth Yeah, the, and everything That's, else. that's the, break, the crossover, the break even point, and all that. It doesn't work out. Well, here's six reasons. I want to go through these with you, see if you agree or disagree. And I think we can probably add about 10 more. Right. But here's the first one that is brought up. This is in a bankrate.com recent article. Uh, if you want to leave a legacy. Joe, if you uh, want to leave a legacy to your children, grandchildren, one that will help them pay for their own retirement, a Roth IRA can be stretched to meet their goal, um, meet that goal. Your heirs will be required to take tax-free distributions throughout their life, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. They get an annual tax-free bonus to remember you by, and there should still be plenty left when they reach retirement age.
1: Well, it depends on the balance of the account. Sure. It well, It depends plenty. on how much that is. Yeah. A thousand dollars. So, yes, here, let's explain the stretch, because this could be going away, too. It could. And there's strategies to preserve the stretch, um, so we can get into details on that once we get a little bit more clarity on what's going on. What the stretch is, is this, is that if you pass away with a retirement account, the IRS wants their tax money. So it's a retirement account. That's what it's made for. It's for your retirement, not necessarily a legacy play. Yes. So- When you pass away, it will go to your beneficiaries, your named beneficiaries, right? And this is non-spouse. So your spouse has different rules. So if you're married, your spouse can make it into a stretch IRA or the spouse can put it into their own account. There's there's pros and cons to that. It really depends on the age of the spouse. If the if the spouse is under 59 and a half it probably makes sense to keep it in the deceased's name because then the spouse can take distributions out of the inherited IRA or stretch IRA without the 10% penalty. If they move it into their own account, then they would be, have subject to the 10% penalty rules yeah, until if, they turn 59 if, if and they half. If they need the money, right? Yeah. So if they're over 59 and a half right, then it probably makes sense just to consolidate the accounts, right, in my opinion, right? You could keep it in the other account, who cares, but it probably makes more sense to manage it just by having it one account all right so they can co-mingle but the non-spouse cannot right and the reason for that is because the irs wants a requirement a, a, a distribution out of those accounts at your passing they want to recycle the money they want to get their taxes so if you pass away it goes to your child the child then has to take a required distribution based on their life expectancy so if the child is 5 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, it doesn't matter. They, they, don't, they have to take it right away. They, they don't get the luxury of waiting to 70 and a half. 70 and a half required distribution is based only on the owner, not the beneficial owner, right? Because if I die with an IRA, I'm still really the owner. Then I have a beneficiary, beneficiary designation or a beneficial um, owner on that account. Because I'm still on title if I pass. So what the um, the stretch does instead of let's say it's a million dollars, right? Alan's my beneficiary. I die. Alan receives that million million dollars. If he takes it all out at once, which he can do, but that would blow Alan's tax bracket wide open. Yeah, so it's like I got a million dollar raise all in one year. So now
2: I'm in the highest tax bracket. You
1: got it, and you would lose half of it to taxes. Right. Or Alan could say, you know what? I'm 55 years old. I'm going to take a distribution based on that life expectancy. So he would take about 2% out of the account per year, right? And it would increase each year as as he ages. Right. Well, all right. Well, here. 20 grand versus a million dollars is not necessarily going to blow up Alan's tax return. So, that, right, so he only has to pull out a very small portion of that while the other dollars are still growing tax deferred. So, it allows the deferment or the stretch, if you will, of the taxation of that retirement account over that person's life expectancy. That's the stretch. Now, the latest budgets that we've seen, they're trying to eliminate the stretch, Correct. is that they're saying, no, we want to have all of those distributed out to the non-spouse beneficiaries within five years. Okay. And again, like I said, we have planning techniques to preserve the stretch. It gets a little bit more complex. It has to deal with trusts, and we can discuss that another day. But what she's saying, or this article is saying, hey, you know what? You can leave a legacy by the, the non spouse being able to stretch out that, that tax liability. Yeah. If it's a Roth IRA, they still have to take a required distribution. Roth IRAs do not have a required distribution to the owner. But again, if I'm a beneficial owner, it doesn't matter what type of retirement account it is. If it's an IRA, 401k, a SEP, a simple, whatever, profit sharing, they will have to take that requirement based on their life.
2: Right. So we definitely agree with this strategy. And, and you're right, Joe. It's uh, it's it's a way to create a legacy and have it be tax-free. But you've got to get the money into the Roth in the first place. Right. A uh, second reason to do a conversion in your 50s or 60s is you will face high required minimum distributions in retirement. This is probably the most clear one we see over 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 again. Case in point, hypothetically, but this is a hypothetical case that I met last week. And so here we go. We got husband and wife, just recently retired, 67 years of age, both government employees, right? Um, uh, And one, uh, and they both just started receiving their pensions their pensions are roughly 80% of their salary so when you add those up together they both were responsible positions they're doing pretty well they're in the 25% tax bracket let's just let's just say their income is about 150,000 you just make up a number and but then you look at their IRAs and their 401Ks and their 403Bs they got two million dollars in those accounts right and so when they hit seventy-and-a-half so let's call it three years from now three and a half years whatever it may be then they have to take start taking required minimum distributions roughly to the tune of about eighty thousand dollars on top of the one fifty right now their income is about two hundred thirty thousand and growing each year and by the way they they also get social security because they both worked in private industry before being government employees so now we're looking at about well, let's call it about two hundred sixty, two hundred seventy thousand 270000 of income. They're subject to alternative minimum tax. Their required minimum distributions, because they live in California, because of alternative minimum tax, they are going to be taxed at about a 45% rate. If they convert today, they're going to be roughly a 35% rate between federal and state. That's a bargain compared to where they're going to be. They want to get as much converted in the next three years. In some cases, Joe, we see people that... Uh, they're retired, they got money to live off their savings, they don't have to touch their IRAs, their their taxable income is zero wonderful candidates to do conversions, fill up those brackets while they're lower so that they can, when they hit the RMDs, uh, they'll be, uh, they won't be—they will have to have as much in the higher brackets.
1: Right. I mean, it's always, you got to look forward here. You got to do some planning to make sure that you take a look at, well, not only today, but in the future, what's going to be the tax liability.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it, Joe. And, and I think, uh, boy, Roth conversion, such a powerful thing. When you're talking about a Roth conversion, you got to do those in the calendar year, right? You got to do it by December 31st. And so now is the time when you ought to be looking at it actually, you should have been looking at it before. But if you're just hearing this message, get your ducks in a row right now. Figure out how much Roth conversion is going to make sense for you. There are strategies, whether you're working or not, to be doing these conversions right now so that you get the right amount in before you're in because it's all about taking control of your taxes in the future. And I got to tell you, people that I talk to, a lot of people don't think they have any control over how much they pay in taxes in retirement, but it's simply not true. And you may not be getting this advice from your current advisor or even your CPA because their job is not necessarily to save you taxes throughout your retirement. And in many cases, it's not really their expertise. There is a way to do this, though, and that's to have do some forward-looking Tax planning, have a forward looking, tax efficient strategy.
1: All right, we got to take a break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. We'll be back in a second.